Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I am Susie Miller, and I am, help, I am. <laughs> I'm an executive coach, a peak performance a strategist and business strategist, and I work with businesses to help them scale 
from six to seven figures, five to six in the beginning, but six to seven and eight figures. And I am also the CEO of an organization called Zadassi, and that is what I'm going to talk to you a little bit about today. It is an organization that promotes women in business, but what I'm going to talk about today applies to everyone, male and female, because if we're honest, there are moments when we all live from a place of lack or we're tempted to live from a place of lack. We're tempted to see the glass half empty. We don't live in abundance. We don't live in possibility. And one of the things I learned in my experience with Zabathi, what it offers is a way to really cut through the things that get you get in your way very quickly with a four-week intensive and then a 90-day uh, community build to reach your goals. What I realized without even knowing it was that there were hidden stories I was telling myself about abundance, about lack, about possibility, about limitations that I didn't even realize that in four weeks were revealed to me through this process. And what is so huge about that is I'm in the personal growth business. I've been working on mindset, neurobiology, neuroplasticity um, for 25 years. You know, people are my jam and I was astounded at what I learned. And so today I'm gonna go into a little bit of that with you to help you see where you might be having blocks. And if you wanna know more, pop on that link. There's a little video with some free training and you can hop on a call with me or one of my co-founders. So with that, I wanna talk today a little bit about this fact. I want you to pause for a minute with me and I want you to, to hear this because it, it hit me between the eyes this morning. Today is September 1st. In four months, we will all be toasting in January 1st, 2023. Now, I don't know if you thought about that, but that September 1st sounds far away from January 1st when we look at it in terms of months. But four months from today, we are all going to be you know, welcoming in, whether we're happy or not with our results, 2023. And the important thing to understand is if you don't become aware of your choices today, January 1st is going to get here faster than you know, and you may or may not actually achieve what you want to achieve. So with that, I have done some work with my clients in the, in the business growth that we do to help them think about these months as the final four. So I don't know if you're a basketball fan. I'm a huge basketball fan. And when it comes to March Madness, I am, you know, I love it. I, I follow it. And the final four is a, for those of you who'd country and totally enamored with it, it is a tournament. March Madness is all the, all the basketball teams of all the colleges get into a tournament all the different divisions and it comes down to everybody plays everybody it's a win or lose ride or die if you if you lose you're out and it comes down to the sweet 16 and then the um elite eight and then the final four teams and those final four teams play for the national championships now all the teams do but the final four is something that is all over the news it's a really big deal to make it there's usually a cinderella team a dark horse no Oh, Susie, you were in the matrix in that last 20 seconds there. Still in the matrix. Keep talking. Keep talking. Still. still. <laughs> Keep talking. 
talking. Keep, keep talking. It okay. Okay. Oh, better, it's better, better. Can you better. hear me now? I feel like, yes. I'm, I feel like that old uh, Sprint commercial. Can you hear me now? All right. So hopefully you heard um, the little bit about Final Four. Oh, boy. All right. Is she in the matrix for you all? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yes. Try getting off Wi-Fi or getting on Wi-Fi or you can leave and come back. I mean, there's so many options. I think she took the one leave and come back. Hopefully that helps. Yep. Yeah, there's been a few updates, uh, folks. So if you don't see a really big microphone <laughs> on the people on stage, that means you do not have the update. Uh, definitely do that because it does impact your audio. Uh, so you could definitely take uh, advantage of checking that out in the App Store, making sure you've done all of your updates. And Susie is back. Hopefully without the Matrix. <laughs> no, I came back with you. <laughs> The nature. Yeah. All right. Let me. Audio challenges are real, folks. So definitely make sure that you check those things. <laughs> okay. I'm out awesome. of the matrix on my phone. My now back? you are good. You are good. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I jinxed it. <laughs> In the meantime, you can go checking out her link on top. It says free training. You don't need to tell me anything else after that. I want to see what that's about. So definitely click on it, check it out. It's a women in business conference. It's an opportunity to connect. I just think that, you know, we've been robbed. <laughs> we've been robbed these last two years of connecting with people. Um, here, you're getting a free training with none other than, I believe it's Susie. I do up. the training, um, yes. I'm out of the matrix? Yes. You are out. Okay. But let I me not say that too loudly. I have four bars. I'm so sorry, folks. Um, no worries. <laughs> you know, here's an example of what we need for the final four. Uh, September 1st is four months away from January 1st. So I'm just going to recap real quickly. And what we do in the next four months matters. If you can turn the page and go, I got the final four. And what's really funny about the final four in college basketball, like I said, if you missed it, was there's usually a Cinderella team. There's a team that's had not the best season. They might be 16th seed. And all of a sudden, they're winning games. They're winning games. They're winning games. And, you know, they, they make the news. And everybody starts rooting for them when their favorite team loses. And you watch this unexpected team come to the Final Four and have a chance to win the national title, the national championship. 
their entire season no longer matters. This is what's so interesting and why they call it March Madness, because what you've done to this point, apart from the skills and the team that you've built, um, what matters is the next game. What matters is the next choice. What matters is the next win or loss. And so in these moments of the final four, what I want to invite you to today is to let go. Stop thinking about the last eight months and think I've got four months left. I am in the final four of 2022. What do I want to accomplish in my life? In my, and we're going to focus on business the most today because um, I love business strategy. And it's a place that I think most of us on Clubhouse are wanting to grow our business. Flash your mics if um, some massive business growth in the final four months of this year will help you. Flash your mics. Otherwise, I'll talk about something else. Let me see. Who? All right. I see flash. I see mic flashes. All right. So we want to grow our business. And here's the thing. You will always hear from me that our inner world, our personal world, and our outer world, our work, our relationships are all intertwined. The work you do personally to grow will leak out over everything you do. It will help your, your business grow, your relationships grow. And the work you don't do will stifle those places as well. And so talking about lack and abundance, I want to invite you to an abundant final four. I want you to turn the page. And even if you feel like you're the 16th seed, you're like, it doesn't matter. I can do something different these four months that are going to shift the bottom line at the end of 2022. And that is so important because activity precedes motivation. Wins produce more wins. And you see that happen all across the board. When we become abundantly motivated, abundantly mindset, and we start to think, I can do this, I can win, you move forward and your energy shifts. And whether you think that's woo-woo or not, the reality is, is we're all just a bunch of energy with skin on. And so you get to choose what energy you're putting out and what energy you're allowing in your, in your world. And what I have seen as a business coach and business strategist is that lack and fear tend to run, um, run the show or drive the train, as we call it. And what I want to invite you to do in these final four months is have abundant and possibilities lead and drive the train. So every morning you're going to wake up and you're going to think about the things for that day. And you're, here's the thing about abundance. A lot of times we, or af, even affirmations, we think about the, the win. We think about the, uh, I'm going to have abundance when I have this money, when I have this win versus I'm going to live in abundance today as I do X, Y, Z. As I pick up these, this phone to make sales calls, as I write this content, I can, I'm affirming that the universe has money, clients, riches, uh, positivity coming to me, coming to me. One of my coaches that helped me with money mindset said, I see money everywhere. Money comes to me easily. And every morning she said that. That is an abundance mentality. You know, I see positivity everywhere. I work with a lot of people issues. And one of the things that my clients tell me is, Susie, you find hope. You see possibility everywhere you go. One of my, actually, I'm looking, Araya was in the room a few minutes ago. I think she's still here. We were talking about her business. I get to work with her, and that's such a delight. And when we, we met a, a week or two ago, she's like, I'm just, I don't like what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, let's step back. If you don't like what you're doing, then you're pushing a rock uphill. Let's look at what do you love to do? And as we talked about it, um, there was this idea of she loves live events. And a big live event wasn't on the, on the you know, horizon. So I'm like, put together a boot camp. Invite 10 people to come and learn how to amplify their voice. And so if you want to know more about that, go ahead and DM Maria. I'll probably have her uh, share a little bit. But the idea is what is possible? When you hit the final four, what is possible? 
is it possible for you to have a win every week? Is it possible for you to see the results you want at the end of 2023? Well, that sounds like, and I'm going to say yes. And that sounds like a big, okay, Susie, that's just, you know, fluffing my skirt. That's just the motivation, inspiration. Woo, woo, woo. Tell me how, tell me how. And so what I want to talk to you about is something we worked on in our coaching um, elite mastermind this last month. And in August, did you lose me or can you hear me? Somebody tell me you can still hear You're me. Good. Okay. Um, we talked about this in August as a prep for the final four. So many times in our business and in our life, we track results. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a nice, you know, I'm going to work on my sales, but I'm going to track how many sales I make. And if I make a lot of sales, I had a good month. And if I made four sales, I had a bad month. And we forget to track our efforts. And so this month in our coaching program and business, business strategy program, what we did was we had everybody track their efforts. Because if you track your efforts, I help every day they're running drills every day they're making um, shots from the foul line and so that it becomes muscle memory so that they're doing what they need to do without thinking so skills are important effort is important effort is what yields results if we're not doing the amount of work that's needed for the goal we want to reach we cannot expect those results if you want to, let's, I'm going to do easy math because math is not my strong suit. Um, but if you want to do a $1,000 month, and that's very low, but let's start there. $1,000 month. If you pause and you think for $1,000 month, I need to sell 10 $100, $100, you know, one of, that's a little hard, five $200. Let's do that. I need five clients to buy my $200, you know, group coaching or my $200 one-on-one. And I need that to happen every single month so how do i do that for me to land five new clients do you know your numbers do you know that for every sales call you make one out of three convert so if you do your numbers you go okay if i need five new clients that means i have to have 15 sales calls this month and again these are low numbers i hope you're doing more than that but then you pause and go all right in my cold leads one of the things we teach is how to take uh your your social media and use organic leads from it, but they are, they're colder leads. They're not like people who refer were referred to you. Um, they're not what we call warm leads. And you think, okay, if I need 15 sales calls and for my cold lead average, maybe one in four says yes to an offer for a call. And that's a high percentage. That means I need 60 outreaches to book 15 calls to close five sales to make the money I have for this month. And so what you do then is you track your efforts. What have I done? And you back it all the way up to what have I done this week to get to 60 calls or 60 touch points this month to book my 15 calls? That is a very, um, I always say numbers are sexy people. Data is king. Um, if you think about that and you look at your goal, and I'm going to open the mic here in a few minutes and, and invite you to be part of this to unpack it um, and, and help you with the numbers. The reality is, is, all of a sudden, I know if I need 60 touch points, that means I need 15 a week, which means I need three a day, five Monday through Friday. And all of a sudden, your efforts can be very targeted to get you to your goal. 
And that is much more doable. That's really not a good grammar sentence. That is far more doable than saying to yourself, oh my gosh, I need to find 60 people to chat with in the DMs this month. I need to find 15 people who will jump on a sales call with me. <clears throat> I got to make five sales. I got to make five sales. How many of you have ever felt the pressure, the pressure to do, get the sales, to get the results? Uh, flash your mic if you feel that way. Have you ever felt the pressure to get results? I mean, I sure have. I've gotten to the end of my month and I've had more month than money and I've had to work out a way to make that, um, bridge that gap. So when that happens, what we tend to do in our human nature and the way our brains are wired is it paralyzes us. It absolutely paralyzes us because in moments of pressure, our brains are wired evolutionarily to do two things, to keep us alive and to conserve energy. So if you're feeling anxious about how you're going to bridge the gap for your goals and you're living in lag, your brain is not going to help you move forward to make calls, to see possibility, to have the energy to do the hard things unless you make the choice to change the narrative in your head. And this is, this is behavior 101. This is how we learn why we're not getting what we want. If I don't have the money and of this, from the sales or the net revenue I want at the end of the month, um, that's on me and that's on me and my team. And here's what's so interesting. I say this all the time. Being your own boss is great. I love being my own boss. It's the best thing in the world. Being my own boss is terrible sometimes because I'm not a great boss. Sometimes I let myself off the hook. Sometimes I make excuses. Sometimes I don't pay attention to the numbers. And so in those moments, I'm not a very good boss. So I want to talk to you today um, about how to begin to track your efforts. Um, come off your mic and, and does this make sense? Are you, are you tracking with me or am I just talking to the wind? Uh, let me know if it's tracking with you, if this, if this resonates with oh, what we you tracking, we tracking. Tracking, tracking. <laughs> we tracking, we tracking. Okay. Um, so when it comes to tracking results, I mean, efforts, what I want you to do, I promise you, re- efforts yield results. And it's so funny that I was in physical therapy today. I've, I've, um, I had extensive surgery on my foot because, um, I broke my toe. And in true Susie form, I was like, eh, it's okay. I'll just tape it to my other toe and I'll keep running. I'll keep walking. And after about a month, um, I couldn't take a step without intense pain. So I went to my doctor um, and I was like, all right, what is going on with my foot? And he's like, well, the effort you put in to run and do all these things has made your foot worse. You've done more damage than just a broken toe. So now instead of one or two procedures, we're doing five. And with that, I had to figure out um, how to fit that into my schedule. And now I'm doing PT. And what's interesting is the effort I'm putting into PT is helping my foot heal. It's helping me walk without a limp. And today the lady's like, yeah, in about eight weeks, you potentially can start, you know, power walking and potentially running in, in three months. Now that sounds like a long time, but I really banked on the fact that those efforts are going to get me what I want. If I just focus on the fact that I can't or I won't, I'm, it just gets me in the lack mentality. So I want you to hear that and hear how powerful that is. And then I want you to think for a minute with me. Everybody take out a piece of paper or if you're on your phone, unless you're driving, pull up your notes section. And I want you to write down what you want for your business on December 31st or what you want to be toasting on January 1st. What is, and let's keep it simple with respect to it's either a number of new clients, 
an amount of revenue. It might be the growth in your team. You might need to hire somebody. And to hire somebody, you're going to need to increase revenue. But I want you to get real specific. So take a minute and write that down. Okay, who wrote it down and wants to share? Anybody want to want to write that down? Want to share? No judgment. No. Just, okay. Who is to say your name and tell me your goal? Eric Carlson. Uh, $700,000 in, in retail sales. $700,000 in retail sales. Have you done close to that in four months before? Um, that would basically be almost twice what we did last year. Right now we are sitting at 50% more than last year. So um, we've got a bit to go, but fourth quarter is always our best quarter. Man, when we were in retail, that was the truth. We did 50% of our sales in the fourth quarter of the year. All right, so that's a great goal. Um, I'm gonna break it down with you. Have you, I gotta get out my calculator now. So $750,000 in sales. Over no, no, 700,000. I'm sorry, maybe I misspoke, but 700,000 in, in sales. In four months. Okay, so let me, I'm doing that. No, 700,000. For the year. For the okay, so how much more do you need this month? These next four um, months. What's your final four number? Uh, the, basically another, uh, I'm trying to remember the last number I looked at. Uh, another 300,000. Okay, what's yeah. this? let's use that. Let's use that to get you there. Okay, so when I'm looking at this, I go, okay, how many people felt like, oh my gosh, $300,000, that is a big, big number. I mean, I sure, I mean, it is a big number. But when you divide that by four, it's $75,000 a month. And if you divide that by four, or no, divide that by 16, 75,000 divided by 16 weeks, Divided by 16, I can do math. That's $4,687.50 a week. So 300,000 sounds big. And remember, our energy goes to protection. I'm gonna round this up to 4,700 because that's easier for me. Our energy in our brain goes to protection. But when you look at what do I need to get there, that's a great result that I want. Let me back it up and go, all right, what does that mean effort-wise? That means $75,000 a month, $4,700 a week, okay? And then you can go, okay, what do I need to get that this week? What do I need to get that this month? What kind of sales do I need to run? What kind of promotions do I need to run? How do I get more customers in my door? What kind of product do I need to have? make sure I have on my shelf? And you then back out of it so that you are set up to do the work to get the results. What we tend to do is focus on the results and that oftentimes overwhelms us. And then we get in our, you know, our fight or flight survival mode keeps us in a either overthinking circle or paralysis circle and we don't do the work. But when I break it down, does 75,000 a month sound more reasonable, Eric? Oh yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, and it might be just, a little bit more than that, but um, that's yeah. fine. But, that's okay. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. five, so we're looking at about five thousand a week. And again, um, if you've never sold five thousand a week, you're like, okay, how am I going to make this happen? Because at some point, it's going to. You know, we have to suspend disbelief when we look at the efforts needed, because if we don't, we we will be paralyzed there. You know, you probably have all heard the story of Roger Bannister. Um, it was believed um, that a man could never run a four-minute mile. 
And that was the, the belief of the, the era. And Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile, and I don't know the date, but within the next year or two, I think it was 10 or 12 more people broke it as well. Because what happened was the belief shift. If he can do it, I can do it. And this is why we, we drill down to effort. If I can do the work to get to the result I need, I know that I can do the work. And this happens a lot with respect to, um, so I've been relating this to PT. I have no idea how my little foot with my five incisions and the four screws is gonna run again. But what I know is that my PT, my doctor said, do this. And you know, four weeks later, I was able to take off my boot and walk on it. I know that my PT says, do these exercises every night, come in twice a week. And she, I mean, she made me do silly things like toe taps and pick up marbles with my toes and you know, all these things to strengthen all the muscles in my foot. Because she said to me, if you do these efforts, you will be able to power walk and run again. I'm like, okay, honestly, folks, I can't see running again. My foot still hurts with every step, but not the way it did before. It's, it, it, it's tight because it's got screws in it. But I know that the effort I put in will yield the results. I know my muscles will get strong. Um, it's funny when they took off the boot that I had on for five weeks, I had like one leg that was all muscular because it was carrying all the weight. One leg that was a chicken leg. It didn't work. It, had, it just had been resting. And so when you use that metaphor for your business, when you use that metaphor for your relationships, you begin to see that effort over time makes a difference. Last week, I talked about the power of one. I talked about how one action over time repeatedly gives you the results you want. And this is where when you break down what you want for the final four into effort that you can track, you can have a win every day because whether you make the effort or not is totally up to you. Make sense? Okay. Here's what I mean by, here's another example of that. If I know that I want to make those 15, those five sales and I need 15 sales calls and to do that, I need 60 uh, unique DMs to book 15 sales calls. I can track whether I've done the work that day to get me to my goal. And so then my results are, are, attached to my effort. Now, here's an interesting thing. With one of our clients this last month as we were doing this, she started tracking how many DMs and she was doing, uh, you know, connecting in the DMs to move towards uh, sales calls or discovery calls. And she had done about 100 DMs and she'd only gotten, you know, maybe seven to 10 responses. Well, in that moment, we knew it wasn't her effort. She was putting in the work. So we looked at her DM conversations. We looked at her, um, the people she was connecting with. We were able to say, okay, it's not your effort that's not getting you the results. There's something about your effort that's ineffective or you, you know, you're, you're rowing in the wrong direction. So we tweaked her DM messaging. We, we looked at her the avatar and the way she was pre-qualifying who she would reach out to. And suddenly her, she became far more targeted in her DMs in what she said and who she reached out to and how quickly she moved them from um, kind of connecting to a call. And suddenly, as she began to track her next 100, she had a far higher ratio. I think this time it was one in four. So she had 25, 25 people who wanted to take the next step. The, so efforts do two things. When you track your efforts, you know if they're effective and they're getting you to your results, or you know if they need to be tweaked to get to your results. Let me say that again. When you track your efforts, you know two things. 
One, I'm doing the work to get to my results. I'm doing the reps to build this muscle. I'm putting in the time to build this relationship. I'm picking up the phone and making this many sales calls. And I'm getting results because I'm doing the work. Or I'm doing the work, Suze, and I'm not getting the results, but I can show you that I've done the work. I can show you that I've done the work. So can we look at the work I'm doing and, and tweak it? Um, like I said, with Araya, she was doing the work and she's like, I, I don't, I'm not real happy about this. I'm not having fun. This doesn't energize me. And it's like, well, then let's tweak the effort. And suddenly she's energized and it's much easier to, to invite people to something you're excited about. And so when you track your effort, it tells you a very clear story. And I can, will be very honest with you. There are times when I don't want to know that story. I don't want to know the story of where I cut corners. I don't want to face the fact that I let myself off the hook. I don't want to look in the mirror and say, well, your results are tied to your lack of effort. And that's not being hard or unkind to myself. That's saying, if I look at my track record, if I look at my efforts, my results pretty much match up. I only made two outreaches a week. And that led me to 10 outreaches a month. And so I only made one sale because I only got three calls. Then I can say, all right, my results are in line with the effort I put in. Do I want to stay here or do I want to change something? And one of the things about this final four months, I don't know, it just energizes me to think about what um, you go through because this is ride or die. You got four months left. And I invite you to turn the page and go, it doesn't matter what I've done to this, this point. I'm going to choose to do different from today forward. From September 1st through January 1st, I'm going to wake up on January 1st excited because I have set myself up with a great Final Four for the next year. Because when those teams get further and further into the, the Final Four, the Sweet 16, it motivates them. They think about possibility. Gosh, we've gotten this far. We've won this many games. The next one we can win too. And so that's what I want to set you up for this coming four months. So with that, I'd love to, I'd love to open it up and, and let's talk about where you might be getting tangled up in your efforts, where you might have questions about what, what I just said, because the goal here is to help you not just live in possibility in your mind, because that's important, but to allow that possibility and abundance to be driven by your actions and your efforts. So who's got either something they want to workshop or a question or some feedback? Just come off your mic and let me, let's go. Crickets. Okay. Hey, Susie. It's Matt. Hey. Hey, Matt. Uh, Hi, first Matt. of all, I love, I love what you're saying. Absolutely. I mean, I, I've, you know, uh, had my own businesses for 30 some years. I've done sales, everything, and, and everything you're saying is just so on point. Uh, and a lot of people kind of miss out on the, on the basics and the things you're going over. Uh, the one thing I, I love, you know, you brought up Roger Bannister and I just really kind of studied that, that whole thing. And the, actually the second guy to do the four minute mile was John Landy did it 46 days later. And these guys battled back and forth trying to get to that four minute mile. But when John Landy was focusing on his goals, he wanted to be the fastest runner out there. Roger Bannister just focused in on that four minute mile. Like nothing else mattered to him. He wanted to break that four minute mile. So they were both going for it as, as much as other, other there, was, there was a few people at that time going for it. But Roger Bannister was the one who really just focused on that where John Landy always focused on being the fastest runner out there. 
and that's why Bannister broke it. John Lane did it 46 days later. They, they later raced, and, and Bannister beat him. But it's just really interesting to look at that focus and the goals and, and what you're really trying to get to uh, and what you end up being. You know, people don't know John Landy because he was the second one to do it. You know, he was, he was there the whole time. People at that time know him. 46 days later, he did it. But anytime we talk about it, we talk about Roger Bannister, not John Landy. So I just really think that ties in great to what you're saying with, you know, focusing on what you're trying to do. I love the final four. I, lo- I love the way you're talking about the four months of the fi- final four of the, of the year. So I really appreciate everything you're uh, giving to us today. Thank you, Matt. I'm going <clears> to, <throat> if you don't mind, can I keep you in the conversation for a few more minutes? What's that? I, I'm sorry. You cut out there on me. Can I, can I keep you in the conversation for a few more minutes? Sure. I'd absolutely. Like to, I'd like to unpack this. I love that you um, knew that and studied that. Um, and you made a really interesting comment. Everybody remembers Roger Bannister. I did not remember the date. I do not remember the when, but I know Roger Bannister because that story of he was the one that broke the four minute mile first and opened the possibility to everybody else because once he did it, everybody's mindset shifted. And that focus was, I believe, what pushed him over the goal. So I love what you just said. How have you used that in your business to keep you focused when there's so many things clamoring for your attention? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and I think for me, and, and this is what I always try to, to share with people and teach people that, that I work with is, you know, keep, you know, I'll steal, steal Stephen Covey, keeping the end in mind. Like, what are you really trying to accomplish here? You know, we talk about, well, I want to, you know, do this on social media, or I want to, you know, how many calls do you have to make to get this, to get this. And, but the end goal was always that, what is that? You know, you're trying to get more customers, make more money, whatever it is that you're trying to get and always measure that against what you're doing. And, and or the things that you're doing really going to get you there? Uh, and, and if not, why are you doing those things? You know, because there, there could be a lot of indirect things when you look at marketing. There's things that, you know, could pay off over time and, and all those things make sense as well. But you have to pay your bills now. So when you look at where you're going to spend your time, you know, what's, what's your money time? You know, what's the actual things you're going to do that's going to you know, lead to those sales today or this week or this month versus maybe those things that will pay off long time? but always measure both of them against, is it really going to get you where you want to go? I love that. That is so important. I'm looking at the room chat as well. Um, when you have the end in mind, um, and I love Stephen Covey's work, you have to be really specific because what you're aiming for, and I'm going to go back to your story. John, you said Lundy, I missed his last name, was looking to be the fastest. What was his name, Matt? John Landy. John Landy was looking to be the fastest. The end goal for him was to be the fastest. And Roger Bannister's end goal was to break the four-minute mile. So it's no surprise to me that he broke it first because that was his end goal. And he was very specific. And so as we look at what we are aiming for over these next four months, I would love to – I'm going to encourage you, but I'd love to to workshop this with anybody. What we tend to do is go, I want to make more sales. I want, to, um, I want to get more clients. We love the word more and the word someday, and more is not a number, and someday is not a day of the week or a month of the year. So I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek, being cheeky, but what is more? You know, what, what do you really want? I want to be fit and healthy is very different than I want to be able to run, you know, you know, three times a week with this pace. I want to be able to lift my grandchild or – you know, go on a rock climb, you know, we rock climb in Sedona. I want to go to Sedona and I want to climb without fatigue or I want to be able to tackle that 
hike I've, I've shied away from. And it's called this, and this is the date I'm going to do it. The end in mind, especially when Stephen Covey talks about it, is very, very specific. So I'd love to know, like Eric made a very clear result. Here's what I'm looking for. You know, do you want five new clients by the end, you know, by the end of this month, 20 new clients by the end of the year? That's a very different end result than I want more clients. I want to make more sales. And what we do, again, remember, you, your brain is wired to protect you. And if you say, I want 20 new clients by the end of the year, and if you fail, the, the inner psychology and dynamics of our brain is so protective, it will keep you in resistance so that you don't have to take responsibility. Well, these three things happened, so I really couldn't get there. What I tell my clients to do and what I do myself is I make a ceiling goal and a floor goal. Most entrepreneurs are high achievers. Most people on this call are high achievers. We're all aiming for the fence. We don't get up to hit, you know, base runs. And so if you're aiming for the fence and you miss the fence for most entrepreneurs and business um, people who are high performers, that's a failure. So what I tend to do is I go, okay, my, my, my ceiling goal is 20 new clients by the end of, of the year, which is, you know, five a, five a month. My floor goal is, is 16, which is four a month. So anywhere in there, I get a win. And I do that with my clients who are all or nothing clients. Like if, if 19 is a loss, give yourself a floor goal so 19 can be a win. You're aiming for 20. You know, you're aiming for the fence. So the idea of what is your specific result you're looking for is a huge piece of this puzzle. Because what we tend to do is muddy the waters and say some or I hope or I'm just going to get as many as I can. And what that triggers in our neurochemistry uh, or neurobiology is resistance. And so we have this get out of jail. We have this, this um, kind of around the bend. Um, it was, we, we let ourselves off the hook because we're so afraid of not being able to achieve our results. And so what I'm trying to, to say today is set an end goal, make a floor and ceiling goal, but then back it out to see what efforts do I need to make? What efforts do I need to invest to get the result? Because if you do that and you don't get the result by the end of September, you can have a conversation. Hey, you know what I did? You know, I did my 15 sales calls and I only converted two. Can you do, we did this with one of our clients the other day. I was like, do a sales call with me, sell me, let me hear what you're saying. And we tweaked their language and we talked about how they could close the sale better. One of our clients had, um, he sells a pretty high ticket, you know, 15 to $20,000 package of marketing and branding. And he said, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, please, please say yes, please say yes. And I said to him, and I'll call him Bob because all my clients are Sally or Bob um, to protect their names. So he I said, you've got to stop that because your energy is like, he was saying all the right words, doing all the right things, had the script, listened well, highlighted pain points, but his mindset was, please say yes. I really need to say Please say yes. And I said to him, that comes across. So what we worked on was the mindset during his sales calls, his energy during his sales calls, because his script was fine, but he wasn't getting the results while he was doing the numbers. He was doing the right amount of effort that should yield the results. You know, um, I use this example of Mark, Michael Jordan all the time. He's one of my favorite basketball players ever. He would do 500 foul shots in a row. And he, if he missed one, at the end of practice when everybody left, he'd start again. 
so that when he stood at the foul line during a game, his foul shots were a gimme. They were, you know, there's nobody in your face. There's nobody blocking the shot. It's you in the net. And what he said, I think it was an interview at one point in time, is if, if I miss that, that's on me. That's on me. That is a moment where skill, practice of both the physicalness of the skill, but the practice of the men mental discipline of standing at the foul line is all on me. It is an unchallenged shot, and I am responsible to make that. And I love that because what he had done was said, if I put in this effort on a regular basis, I pretty much am going to guarantee my results because I have fine-tuned my efforts to this degree. That's what I'm trying to wrap up here or, or you know, kind of present here today to help wrap your minds around this because we all talk about big things and we're motivating and we're inspiring. But if you spend any time with me at all, you know I'm always like brass tacks. Okay, how, Susie? How? How am I going to make the difference? And what Matt just said is a huge, huge piece of living in possibility. The focus of Roger Bannister, I'm going to be the first man to break the four-minute mile. And everybody remembers him. And when they talk about the, the four-minute mile, that was just an unbelievable feat. So let's open the mic again. Talk to me about what it is that you are aiming for. What's your result that you are aiming for? Crystal clear. And again, no judgment. We can work on it if you're not sure. Um, let me help you. This can be some live coaching. Who wants to who, who wants to be brave and come off their mic? Let's talk. Y'all. All right. Let me look in their hands raised. I've got some hands raised. I'm going to bring them up. Sista, uh, Cindy. All right. Any of you who I just invited to speak with your hands raised, um, let me know if you'd like to ask a question. Cindy, I brought up Cindy. I brought medical. What's your first name? Hey, medical. Susie. Yep. It's Rose. Hi, Rose. Hi. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. How can I be of help? Um, I don't know what my end in mind is. So for someone like that, what would you say? I mean, my floor to my ceiling basics or I'm just trying to be completely honest. I don't know. I love that. Into mine. I is. love that. I love that you're being honest because once we're honest, we can make a shift. So I'm looking at your profile, creative coach, fun ideas for family, book a consultation and check out more. And at the, um, bottom, it says my short term goal is to open back up my kids cooking art steam Academy. Okay. So you've got two things there. If I book a consultation call with me, with you, what do I get? What happens? Well, we find out where your child is, if they need more art in their life or more cooking, uh, what type of behaviors do they have? What's realistic? Are they in a wheelchair? Are they walking? Are we doing this on? The, so there's so many variables, if that makes any sense. So it gets a little bit diluted. Okay. So with that, what I would lead with is you probably have some similar pain points across all your clients. The why may be different, like whether they're um, disabled or whether they're emotionally struggling or whether they have sensory processing disorder, whatever challenges they have, my guess is they result for a mom and a dad in some similar pain points. Is your home filled with stress? Do your kids struggle at school? Do they not settle well? Are you um, confused at how to connect with your child in a fun and uh, relationship building way versus you know, the tension of homework? 
So what I would invite you to do is make a list of those pain points and lead with those. Because what people want to know is, uh, I, I love the idea of the creative fun, but what's in it for me? If I do creative fun with you, Rose, what do I get from it? So the end result for you in this might be, I want to book, I want to book 10, so your end goal is to open up your academy. So we got to go backwards from there. That's a pretty big goal. If you message me, I'll give you a consult and you can hop on a call with me. Um, but the idea you're saying is you want to have X number of families experience fun with their kids through creativity, and that's going to yield you X amount of revenue because you know how much you charge for certain packages, correct? Somewhat. Okay. <laughs> so again, I love your honesty because what I have found and one of the reasons I am a business strategist and coach is because so many people have a passion. They have a, something they love to do and they know they are difference makers, but they have no idea how to build a business. They have no idea how to move that passion into making money that helps sustain them in a way that is successful. And that's part of what I do as a, as a coach as well and a business strategist with my business partners. So it's okay that you don't know, but let's get there. So maybe your goal for the final four becomes over the next four months, I, I wanna get crystal clear about what my numbers are. I mean, you know, I don't wanna wait four months, but I wanna know what I need to open up my, my kids cooking academy. I want to get my packages at my offer down pat. I want to get my language and my messaging so crystal clear that by January 1, I am rolling out programs. I've got my branding and my messaging targeted. I know what my offer is, and I can talk about why parents should work with me and hire me with confidence and skill so that I'm making, you know, 5000 a month by the end of the first quarter. That is a concrete goal. Do you see the difference? Definitely. Very clear. Okay. That's what I mean. And, and it's okay that you don't know. Sometimes we don't know because we don't know. Sometimes we don't know because we haven't taken the time to understand that not knowing serves us. And I'm not going to get all psychobabble with you. But sometimes we are our worst enemies because vagueness keeps us from being accountable. And so I don't know which it is for you. We can talk a little bit more when you, when you book a call. But for you, I think through what needs to happen by January 1st for me to be, maybe, maybe you're looking at a year from now you're opening your place, but I need to be four months closer and what needs to happen there. So thank you for your uh, bravery and being willing to ask the question. I love well, thank you here. for being so clear about what I need to be clear on because it's yeah. very clear. <laughs> And, and yeah, ask your people, what was it that creativity brought to your home? Because as a mom, I'm, uh, you know, when my kids were little and homework time was tense, you know, if somebody said to me, I will make your homework fun or I will allow you to have, I will equip you to have creative time with your kid so that you connect and laugh so that the stressful times are a little easier because you have relational capital. So those are the things people want to know. And creativity is a great avenue, but people don't buy vitamins. They buy aspirin. If you tell me take this vitamin and you have less headaches, I'll remember maybe three out of five days a week. But when I have a headache, I know where my Tylenol is. And what you're teaching them is I get your pain points. Here's your, you know, you want me. I will provide a way for that to get better. But you have to go in through the, I'll relieve your pain 
and then I'll give you help. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And when I had my brick and mortar for three years, it was very easy to connect with the kids and the parents, but through an online platform is where I'm struggling to pivot. And so once I open back up my academy, it parents have no problem dropping their kids off and kids have no problem having fun and they go from picky eaters to trying everything. But over the computer, it's just been a difficult transition. Yeah, I can see that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, message me in Clubhouse and I'll send you a link. We'll book a call. I'll do a, a brainstorm session with you. And we'll, I love what you're doing. I love people, you know, I just love the creativity piece. So um, that would be awesome. All right, we have six minutes left. Does anybody else have something they want to workshop or that they want to share in terms of their commitment for the next four, final four? Otherwise, I'll just talk. Okay, Sally. Hi. 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 Okay, Sally, Hi. and then who else raised their hand? Uh, that was me. That was cool. Michael, a medical school teacher. Okay, I'll come back to you. Sally, how can I be of help? So, are you there? I just switched over to my AirPods. Yep. I um, so, I just started this new, you know, talk show and stuff, and I've, I'm excited about it. And But it's it's a ton of work, obviously, because we're producing it, we're getting the, the guests, we're doing all the stuff, and... Um, you know, I'm, I love it. Absolutely love it. I have moments where I go, okay, where are we going with this? You know, what's the plan? And we, we have a very small team that we're building this with. And I just wanted to ask, like, how do you, how do I stay motivated to keep going to get it to the place where I want it to be? I mean, where I want it to be is obviously where we all, you know, in this industry want to be on a major network or streamer when we do these shows. So what is your advice on like staying motivated and, and building, like not getting discouraged in the build? Oh my gosh, that is a love million it. dollar question. And again, message me. I'd love to connect with you and, and give you a couple more detailed insights, but the very- hear me? I don't know basic, what's going on with my phone here. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Sally? Or can, am I in the matrix again? I can hear you. Yeah, you're okay. good, Susie. So thank you, Matt. Thank you, Christina. All right. So I'm going to, oh, we lost Sally. Oh, there we go. I'll there we go. Question via... Yeah. Did you hear my there question? Okay. For some reason... I did hear okay, your perfect. question. I did hear your question. Uh, and I said, message me. Let's get on a call. I'll give you some ideas because I, I wanted to connect with you anyway. Um, but the very first thing I would say is celebrate and track daily wins. In the build, we see the problems because we are pushing forward. We're consistently trying to move the needle forward. And especially entrepreneurs, high performers, we don't pause and celebrate the little wins. And motivation is attached to two things, activity and energy. So when you know you've checked off your list everything, activity precedes motivation. I always talk about how I love my run about 10 minutes in. Like getting out the door knowing the first 10 minutes I'm gonna slog through it. I'm not, I don't love running. But 10, 12 minutes in, I'm like, I'm gonna do an extra mile, this is gonna be awesome activity precedes motivation. So track your activity, but then daily look at what did we do well? What are the yay us's, the yay me's, and make your team do this as well? Because when you don't, it all seems hard. It all seems hard. And that's, it's kind of, I think, why God made little kids so cute, because they're exhausting, but they're so cute. So we get a laugh, we get a smile, we get a hug, we get, we get that moment of, of oh, I, this is why I do this. So in the build, make sure you take time to do that. 
and then reach out to me and we'll, we'll set up a time to chat and dive in more deeply. Um, all right, one last Sounds person. Sounds good. Thank you, Susie. Thank you, Sally. Sure, I love what you're doing. Love what you're doing. All right, medical doctor, Hello. shooter, what's your name? Oh, Jack. Jack, <laughs> all right, Jack. Um, yeah, so I have a question, question, Susie. Uh, so mm -hmm. the question is, um, so I'm a co-founder of a dating app, and we're looking to recruit beta testers uh, for the demographic in which we are catering to. Uh, the question is, how do we get beta testers, um, like from, say, door to door, to be uh, willing to actually test out the app? We're looking for about maybe 200 to 400 beta testers. Uh, but how do we go about getting those people? Okay, that may be a bigger question than I can answer in three minutes. And if anybody else has a great idea, flash your mic or come off your mic and, and help me with this. Um, because I'm not sure. Um, if you're looking for door to door, then you may have to recruit a team to get door to door. Is there a reason you're doing? No, no, not, not just door to door. I mean, like online, any avenue where we can get people to test out the app between 200 to 400 people. How, what for, for or more? avenue do you think we can go about getting these people to test out the app because you know if you as a new startup you need people to test out the app Correct. right and Correct. You know, hey, Susie, Susie, can, I, can i jump in real quick please yeah jump in thanks Matt. uh so what we've done in the past a lot is if you look at in your area look for things where there's going to be investor type uh so especially if we're getting back live now like seminars for for investors are going there speaking uh get people are going to be pitching there so you can go to some of these local small places and just go there and speak speak about your app what you're doing and then let them know you're you're going for beta testers i mean you go to the right one if you're looking for 200 you'll get them all in that same event so in, in the past we, we've done that with a couple of different startups i've worked with and it worked worked out really well so just look in your local area Look for events um, that are doing that VC events, anything like that. You'll be able to go there, speak with people, network, pitch it, and you'll you'll find you'll find two hundred people easy. That's Susan, a great idea, Matt. Yeah, go ahead, Anna. Hey, so um, just even in the clubhouse, I mean, there's always singles rooms and um, where people are looking to connect with others. So just go through clubhouse, find those rooms, and uh, get on stage and let them know. So. Um, start with the low hanging fruit and you're already on clubhouse. There's lots of rooms like that here. So try that. And Susie, I just want to say you are just incredible. If anyone here doesn't know her, definitely connect with her. I've known her for gosh, since clubhouse started and she always drops gems and gold. So thank you, Susie for today. I got a lot of, out of it and I will be connecting with you as well. So thanks. Jim thank you, thank you, Matt. Oh, this is good. Thank you, Matt, for your response. I appreciate that. And if any of you guys also have further responses, you can just uh, back channel me. Thank you. That's awesome. I love awesome. I would the one thing I would add. I think what you got was incredible advice because uh, boots on the ground in a local place, people are going to want to help. Uh, Clubhouse is a great online space, so you cover both of them. And I would work really hard to talk about it with what how it's going to help them. Why should they help you with your app? What are they going to get out of it? Um, it's to me, it's very similar to any landing page, any idea of you're selling something, you're selling the opportunity for them to experience something, um, that's going to benefit them in some way. And it might simply be, you know, we're going to pay all our applicants, you know, Starbucks cards or whatever, but make sure you let them know what, what's in it for them, because that's really the sign we all wear. With that, I want to say a thank you really quick to Rocky, to Christina, to Dora Maria, to Mary Lynn, uh, to Monica, y'all held down the room with uh, red bars and matrix and PT running late. And I'm so, so grateful for you. 
Um, we could not do this room without you. Anna, thank you for your kind words. Matt, thank you for, for jumping in and giving everybody your wisdom. Um, it really does take a village. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.